Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Fanatical Elves show, part of the fans our Fanatical Elves network and part of Fans First Network. I'm uh, John Suchan and I'm here with my colleagues. We've got Steve Gill and down and down below there we've got uh, the Village Elliot. Welcome guys. How is everybody doing this evening? Outstanding. Excellent. Doing great. Is it warm where you are? Because it's hotter than hell here up in, in, in where I'm at in Columbus. Yeah, no, it's uh, not warm. It's yeah, it is hotter than hell in uh, the Dayton, Ohio area. Also, yes, it's about it's about 88. It was got up to 88 degrees today. But like I was telling Elliot earlier, I just got in from North Carolina, Western North oh, yeah. Carolina, like three hours ago. So oh wow, it was not hot up there. We appreciate you being on our show tonight. This is great. You, we have such great contributors here on the Fanatical Elves Network. And we just want to, again, I always say this every time I'm on the air, but just want to thank everybody. Um, you're, the, you know, they are contributing every week. Um, Elliot is had a great show earlier today with the left guard, Joel Cade, and they had their special guest, Randy Gersey of Dog Pound Daily. And just some fantastic material there. I don't want to, I'll save that for, uh, hopefully people will tune into that show. Um, we're also doing a, um, a special this week and next week where we are giving away two free tickets to a Browns-Baltimore Ravens game. That's right. They're free. All you have to do is listen to our podcasts this week and next week, and we have several shows. We have this Fanatical Elves show. We have the Browns Blitz with Rod Bloom coming on uh, tomorrow, we've got Elliot, who does his show earlier today with Joel Cade, the um, football philosophy and rocket science. And um, earlier in the week, I had the Johnny Cleveland podcast, which I host. So we are keeping busy. But all you got to do with this this um, trivia game is you just have to listen to tune into the shows. And we're going to share out the trivia question about halfway through the podcast. If you know the answer, we need you to email elvesnetwork at gmail.com elves with that's an e l z f no come on spell right z <laughs> with a z elvesnetwork at gmail.com so please send us your uh answers we're getting answers we're putting your name in a hat and uh so like i think joel figured out the math the other day and said, you know, if you listen to all of our shows that you could put, get your name in the hat like 10 times and have a really good opportunity at getting those two free tickets to the game. That game would be played in week four. It's in early October against the hated dreaded Baltimore Ravens, the rat birds. Okay. But you, but you don't get, if you put it in 10 times, you can't get 20 tickets. So you only get two. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yes, okay. but so it is I, kind of a ripoff. <laughs> yes, Elliot, but <laughs> but still, two tickets to the Ravens is pretty good. We need, you we have to need, admit and, that. And and we just everybody that's listening or watching us right now on YouTube or on Twitter, spread the word. I've been, you know, I know know what you guys are doing. I figured you're talking to your friends and family. I'm talking to my friends and family and colleagues and. You know, certainly our Browns supporters are uh, tuning in and they, you know, I have chats with them, uh, you know, off and on daily. And uh, it's just good. We're really growing this this product and we love having you who are listening right now to help us grow this. And we're going to be even stronger 
and bigger every day. We're, we're getting a few. That's right. So, <laughs> all right. So the Browns um, are finishing up OTAs. I don't know if today was the last day or not, but, you know, the, in the news, there's been DeAndre Hopkins has been in the news since last week. DeAndre Hopkins has played with Deshaun Watson in some of his best years when he played for the Houston Texans. So we'll know from either one of you, um, Elliot, we'll start with you tonight. Uh, give me your latest. Um, do you think that Hopkins coming to Cleveland is, is realistic? I, I heard what you kind of said earlier in your show with uh, Randy Gersey. Um, where are you at with Hopkins and what do you think is going to happen? And, and there is no cap. Just by the, just throw that out there. Oh, please! Yes, there is a cap. Uh, it is important. It, it is very difficult to balance the books. Not only this year, but twenty twenty four is going to be a challenge as well. Uh, it is complicated, and uh, uh, you know, Randy says, "Oh, but the New Orleans Saints did it." And I think, yeah, oh. but they, they it was a miracle that they got their team to work. You know, with Andy Dalton as the quarterback, and it's not like it was easy to win with under those conditions. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, I think it is realistic that uh, DeAndre Hopkins could wind up with the Browns. It's not for sure that he will, mm -hmm. um, but uh, the Browns do have a cap room that could be used uh, to bring him in. Uh, it's you know you have to understand that it's not a slam dunk that he's going to get fourteen hundred yards at this point in his career either, you know, it could backfire on the Browns that he's only had like uh, 700 and 400 some yards the past two seasons. And I looked at his stats and um, it looks to me like he's been productive when he's been on the field, but he has not been on the field as often as he was when he was younger. Yes. Um, and on the other hand, you know, he's not the, "Quote unquote speedy wide receiver that everybody always says the Browns need, and every time I hear that, I want to throw up. You already got your guy. You got Anthony Schwartz. So all you guys that are crying for speedy wide receiver, you have your man. So you should be happy. Well, but the new guy, he's good when this guy DeAndre Hopkins air. is slower than molasses, and that's not why. That's not what makes him great. What makes him great is that he can catch footballs." And he can pry the football loose from a defender. He's a four-five guy. He's not a speedy wide receiver. He's a guy that can catch footballs, run patterns, and take it away from the defender. And that's why I think that he will still be effective, even though he's thirty years old. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe that uh, he has not had any uh, injuries that uh, are expected to linger. I think it's a good investment. And I think the other teams also have uh, loaded up because he was a late release due to what salary cap reasons is the why is the reason why he yeah. got released. Yeah. And so he's available and he'll be, you know, a, you know, a luxury addition to whoever no. picks him up. And I think that the Browns probably have about a one out of three chance of being the team that lands him. Which is a and pretty that, high percentage. I mean, yeah, it's a pretty the, high percentage, the, and, the, and I think he would be one of the top three guys mm -hmm. uh, that would be on the field uh, for the Browns. I think, yeah, yeah no question. The, um, the 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 agent he had, he didn't have like he had this secret sort of, and I forget the guy's name. He literally was he was a non-certified agent, but now he's changed again 
um, Hopkins has this last week to a guy that I think is representing several Cleveland Browns players as well. Steve, what are you, what are your uh, takeaways this last week and where do you think things are at? Do you agree with Elliot that they're one in three shot right now? No. Okay. Josina Anderson uh, tweeted earlier this evening that oh. Hopkins is looking for OBJ money. Okay. And right, right now, and you got to consider the cap because it's a business. They're at 4.8. They're going to get 8.9 tomorrow. Uh, right. Is that <laughs> so tomorrow? That puts, okay. Put them a little over 13. And yeah, they are, Elliot. <laughs> They're going to no, get 8. OBJ money is one year money spread out over five years. You don't need to have that much money in this fiscal year. Well, to you, you need to keep about eight to ten million during the year to okay to, to make how much to money do you actually need to sign him? How much money? Yeah. How much money did it take well, to to, to uh, get? That's true. Conversely, now that the uh, Smith contract is out. Yeah, uh, which is a two-year deal with three voidable years to stretch out the bonus. I mean, he's okay. only going to get like a million thirty-two thousand the first two years, and his cap hit's only like three million. So really? if if he if they're dealing with upfront cash, Jimmy Haslam will pay that. You know, he will do that, and but you're going to have to stretch it out over years but i personally i don't think they need it i'm yeah. i really don't i would put it maybe 20 percent chance okay if they sign him and that would only depend on his relationship with deshaun watson he does right. have an That's, excellent relationship yes. with deshaun watson the but you're gonna have to get you're going to have to trade somebody. Do you think that you, by tomorrow or like tomorrow is Friday is like when like we should probably know? Or do you think No, I, I don't think it's necessarily no. that quick, but I think what no. will have to happen is probably the the teams that everybody wants to know um, right. what they're going to do is like Kansas City and Buffalo. Well, right. Buffalo's and, already backed out. They have According well, to Josina well, Anderson, because of well, his yeah, salary. Okay, but she request. is not the general manager. What they right. want to find out is who are they going to sign? Everybody gets some money, and what are they going to do? And I, you know, I had this uh, conversation with Randy yesterday, and I thought that uh, Frank Clark might be a worthy addition for. Oh Buffalo yeah, I heard that part of your conversation. Yes, Buffalo for Kansas City, and uh, you know, I don't know that he's necessarily a huge you know, $20 million a year guy, but I think that they might pick him up um, th this week. Somebody will probably pick him up. I don't know. Right. I would think but, so. But, yeah. um, it, you know, once Kansas City sets its roster, then people will say, well, okay, I'm not going to Kansas City, so what's my second choice? And right. maybe, maybe DeAndre Hopkins does want Kansas City as his first choice, but he may not get it. And in that case, he may decide, well, Maybe maybe I'll go to uh, Cleveland, and, and you know, as you point out, he might like to go to Buffalo, uh, but Buffalo is uh, pretty well stocked at wide receiver, also, and yeah. they have less cap room than the Browns do. So, yeah. well, why is that such a great place for him to wind up? I don't think that it is. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it seems pretty realistic. He, he's uh, going to go somewhere, and, and uh, don't we all? 
you know, so I, I think it's a, I think it can be made to work. Now, what I think will have to happen is that uh, next season they are going to have to extend Deshaun Watson again, and they will have to extend Miles Garrett, restructure his contract. Yes, because they are way over uh, the uh, bogey for 2024. 2024 yeah. is really not very good, but I propose, you know, we propose not to worry about 2024. We want to get the best team possible in 2023 and then restructure like, you know, just New Orleans Saints style in 2024. That's really what's got to happen. Yeah. Well, let's, um, let's talk a little bit about strengths and weaknesses right now. We are finishing up OTAs and uh, uh, double. Does anybody know offhand the uh, mandated uh, practices coming up? We have the mandatory mini camp. Is that coming up uh, mid June or late June? Um, it's so coming guess, up. Here, I'll tell you. Okay, so I want to know from either one of you. We'll start with you, um, Steve, tonight. What uh, What do you look when you're thinking about strengths right now? We've kind of addressed one area with the wide receivers, but is that a strength? And what Areas do you think will be the strongest right, you know, going into the season that we should expect the, you know, the, the best from first? Well, right now, if the Browns played in uh, shorts and helmets, they'd be Super Bowl champs. That's what I can conclude from OTAs. Now, uh, uh, the wide receiver room, I'm completely the only areas I'm a little concerned about is the running back room. Mm -hmm. uh, I still think they need a veteran running back, you know, and, and defensive tackle, but we don't know how Jim Schwartz mm -hmm. feels about Jordan Elliott and Tommy Togia. Mm -hmm. I know how I feel about him, but I'm not the defensive coordinator of the Cleveland Browns. Right. He may love them to death, but if we see something happen in the area of a veteran defensive tackle, then we know Jim Schwartz doesn't like him. Mm -hmm. So, uh, those are probably their two weakest rooms. I like their tight end room. I like their wide receiver room. I like their defensive end room. Okay. Uh, with the uh, Devarius Smith uh, signing. By the way, he is one of the biggest humans I've seen. For a guy who supposedly plays defensive end and linebacker, uh -huh. God, that guy is big. Um <laughs> I think uh, they've shored up the secondary with the safety, which was a concern until they got McLeod. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm happy with their corner, their corners. Yeah. Uh, and of course, their offensive line uh, still question marks at the tackles with Jed Wills and Conklin's uh, uh, yeah. injury history. I, I'd feel better if, and I like Dewan Jones, but I'd feel better if he wasn't the fourth tackle. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, every time we come to OTAs or training camp, all the local media is going to be on Jones puke watch, for Christ's sake. So, I mean, all in all, it's it's one of the most talented rosters that I think Andrew uh, Barry's put together. I just remember, you know, Steve, I remember a few years ago, you know, when the 2020 season or even before that, when, when Baker showed up and then we had Jarvis and then we had Odell and. 2019 initially when Baker and then it was it was Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry and the euphoria I mean that training camp everybody was just so focused on that so exciting because 
new quarterback. You know, we had Jarvis Landry. I just don't want to jump ahead too far. I, I do agree that this is the, the, the talent that we are accumulating here with this team. And the depth is definitely stronger. And maybe we were just so excited at that point back in 2018, we were just winning a little bit because we, we hadn't been winning at all for two seasons. Um, so maybe that had a lot to do with it. But yeah, um, seven, eight, one looked pretty darn good, didn't it? Yes. Ellie, what do you, what do you think? Are you agree with Steve right now? Kind of where things are at? Um, I, I agree with, with uh, you know, most of uh, the uh, consensus view. I, I do have a, a different take on the wide receiver room. I think um, the uh, I'm not as impressed with uh, Brown's depth as many people are. And my criteria is this: is let's suppose that the Browns added a, you know some star wide receiver, uh, and then hypothetically, let's suppose we have seven guys that are really good. Uh, wide receivers and oh my gosh we have too many wide receivers what shall we do and my criteria for saying that we are so deep is this could we take that number seven wide receiver and trade him to an NFL team and get a seventh round draft pick and next year's draft in return and if the answer is no then we're not really as deep as we thought Mm -hmm. and so my question is is well okay are we going to be able to get a seventh round draft pick for Anthony Schwartz, or are we going to just have to cut him mm-hmm. if we uh, get that extra guy? Um, you know, I think, you know, J- Jakeem uh, Grant is a all pro kick returner mm-hmm. and he's a very good uh, situational wide receiver, but sure. he's coming off a pretty sig- you know, significant, uh, uh, surgery is he back? I don't know, and he's 31 yeah. years old, I think, mm-hmm. and we're not sure if he's physically okay. Um, so uh, you know, I'm not sure if he's really going to be at the same level that he was uh two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, what about uh, uh, Marquise Goodwin? I think he's yeah. really got good numbers. He's been a, a um, above-average wide receiver in his career. He made Could the highlight reel. He caught a nice pass against air, against no defense. Uh, I saw that a couple of days ago. I mean, yes. There's no question that he's been a very good wide receiver. My question is, if we had a numbers problem, could we trade him and get something back for him Yeah. Uh, you, you know, at the roster cut-down point? Could we get a seventh-round pick for him? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But you know, I would, I would uh, for sure, yeah, um, take DeAndre Hopkins over him and say, that, "Oh my God, I, I can't." Sorry, DeAndre Hopkins, we can't sign you because we've got Marquise Goodwin and we've got Deion, or yeah, DeAndre Schwartz. We've got Anthony Schwartz, <laughs> and uh, you know, we just David Bell. When we just can't find right. a roster spot for you, so we're not going to give you an offer. That's not going to happen. Right. Uh, we, we'll, we will find a, a uh, roster spot for him. Uh, I, I don't think we're really as deep as we think. And a lot of the guys that we think yeah. are thousand yard receivers may not actually be that. I also don't think that we're as deep at cornerback as uh, we would like. Mm-hmm. The thinking is that Denzel Ward is going to be fixed by Jim Schwartz. 
But I don't know. I, I don't know what was wrong with Denzel Ward. He's an amazingly talented player. Um, but um, uh, he I think was. Denzel Washington could play better than Denzel Ward on some. Yeah, I, I think so. He was, you know, like just guessing on routes last year and he got fooled uh, so many times. And uh, I'm, I'm wow. I mean, right, right. Wow. What happened to our all pro cornerback? I don't know. Yes. Um, and well, then, uh, you know, Martin Emerson might be our best cornerback. Yes, I agree. And I, I, you know, the Greg Newsom stories too, you know, the, and I've mentioned it a little bit on my one podcast, just mm-hmm. the idea that, you know, he changed, um, agents and said he didn't really want to be traded, but this, you know, the, the topic that came up about extending him or that the Browns going to, I think that came out where, you know, maybe not. And he hasn't lived up to the. It it doesn't quite feel exactly right. He has tremendous talent, but you don't really get the idea that he's coming out to have a career season this year, do you? Right. No. Hey, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. um, And then when we come back, a little Browns trivia. What? (laughs) We're going to do a little good. I'm tired. That's right. We're going to do a little break. We're going to come back with the Browns trivia question. So hang tight. Uh, we're going to be quiet for uh, a few seconds, and we'll we'll be back to the Fanatical Elves show. Okay, we are back. We are the Fanatical Elves show, and this is our uh, – we've got a great – we've been talking about Hopkins tonight. We've been talking about the Browns' strengths and weaknesses, and we're on to the portion of the show – that we've been talking about this last week with our, our podcasting, we are giving away two free tickets to the Browns versus Baltimore Ravens game in October. All you've got to do is answer these trivia questions in each one of our shows, including tonight's show. And I'm going to give you the question here. If you can answer that question, and I believe Elliot's got the question for us tonight, um, you all you have to do is email Elves Network, that's with a Z, Elves Network, uh, at gmail.com elves e-l-f-z network did i do it right and e-l-f-z network at gmail.com thank you steve for those so, listening out there <laughs> that's right so elves network at gmail.com email your your name um contact information and uh you will your name will be in that hat we're going to draw for those two tickets in at the end of next week, so after we have this show a week from now, we'll be drawing uh, that following probably Friday for the, for those two free tickets. So, Elliot, do you have a trivia question tonight? Okay, yeah. So that'll be uh, the trivia question for tonight's show. Is that right? Yes, that would okay. be. Okay, yeah, I have a trivia question uh, since um, you know we're still uh, honoring the late Jim Brown. Uh, my trivia question is, uh, who was the uh, Last halfback for Jim Brown. Remember, Jim Brown played fullback. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fullback was a different position back then. So in 1965, his last season, who was the primary halfback for Jim Brown? And I'll give you a hint that Leroy Kelly is not the right answer. Leroy Kelly was a halfback, but he was not uh, the primary uh, number one guy in 1965. All right. Excellent. So email the show. If you know the answer, go look. It was 1965. Jim Brown's halfback 
counterpart, or the guy, his colleague, his running mate, who was it? And email at ellsnetwork at gmail.com. So um, talking history here a little bit, our cardiac history time. Perfect. I did, I did, I did an article um, for Northeast Sports Insiders uh, last weekend um, because of Memorial Day and we were talking memories and my memories in this article kind of started back in the early 1980-81 season. I was a fifth grader and really that was when I became a Browns fan and really tried to really got emotionally uh, spent watching those great games, the great teams, cardiac kids, and um, played Oakland Raiders in that classic game in January, uh, freezing, uh, frozen tundra there at Municipal <laughs> Stadium. And unfortunately, yep. And, uh, you know, they, that that moment, um, the Browns had missed some extra points and some extra field goals. And so Sam Ritigliano, the great former Browns coach, decided to, take a few risks and uh, he had Brian Sipe, a great quarterback for the Browns for several MVP years that year. Yeah. And just, you know, smart, you know, tactful. And the story goes that he told him to throw the ball in the Lake Erie. And unfortunately he tried to connect with Ozzie Newsom and somehow miraculously the Oakland Raider. Um, and I was his last name. I'm trying to think Haynes. Haynes. All the way from California. Is it Lester made that catch? I forgot. Yes, and so the Browns lose. By the way, Dave Logan was open on the other side of the end zone. He was, and Dave Logan was my mom's favorite wide receiver back in the day. I always, we always have that conversation when I talk about the Browns. He's one uh, of the few players that were drafted both in uh, by Major League Baseball, football, and the ABA. Yes, he was amazing. He still mm-hmm. lives out in um, Colorado, right? Doesn't he have a? Yeah, he- yeah, I think he still does uh, either Colorado football or Denver football. I don't, I sure. can't remember which. So I guess my but he went to Colorado, yeah. University With of Colorado. The um, history, you know, cardiac history. Just you know, talking about you know, kind of where your um, allegiance to the Browns or where you sort of picked up those ideas. I know Steve, you've kind of mentioned also about Paul Brown in the past when we were honoring him and going my to dad. the game. yeah. My dad always had tickets. He had baseball tickets and football tickets. And we lived in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. So, you know, how you, often you were a Browns fan. Yeah. How often were you going to the games? Uh, we, he'd take our, my brother and I early before it got cold. Okay. And, you know, so maybe a couple games here and there. We went to more baseball games mm. than we did because, you know, that's during the summer and we were out of school and all I didn't that know, kind how busy was it? Like when you were going to the games, like the, the Indians games, I don't know what years you're referring to, but was the stadium then, I mean, over, was, were there people in there? Because I know it's such a ginormous. Uh, plenty of good seats available. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, you I, know, yeah. the, the special games that you went to, because back then they used to have old timers. Yes. And they'd bring out Satchel Page and they put a, a rocking chair at home plate for them and, you know, stuff like 80, that. I think it was 1982 or 1984 that the Cleveland Indians hosted the All Star Game there, and it I was had the strike year. I had a great. So aunt. It had to be 82. Okay, I had a um, aunt, a great aunt, that took me to the game, uh, scalped some tickets, and initially we went and sat in the left field 
part of the stadium and they, I guess our seats were in the upper deck. So we had to move from the lower deck. They made us go to the upper deck. I was, I still remember that. <laughs> so that was 1982. Yes. Elliot, what yeah, about I'll... you? Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Steve. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Elliot. Well, you well, remember? you know, yeah. I, I grew up in, um, um, Berea, um, hmm. Yeah, and, uh, okay. we were just uh, all uh, sports fans. It was baseball and football back then. Uh, there was no yeah. basketball. There was no hockey. Well, I guess we did have the Cleveland Barons, but we didn't really pay attention, at least the kids that I hung out with. We played football every day. We really did play football in a yeah. uh, gravel lot. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, that's just the way that it was. Um and uh, yeah. you know, you don't see that very often anymore. No, uh, it, you know, it, it was uh, okay for us. I guess none of us were any good. We didn't. We weren't. Uh, so how many strong enough to damage each other? You know? Okay, I was going to ask you if you're on a gravel, you know, area that you must have gotten skinned up or what? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't remember ever getting hurt. I don't remember any of us ever really getting hurt. I remember That's falling off the the uh, uh, monkey bars and chipping a tooth once, but I never got hurt playing football that I can remember. That's good. Um, I, I just think we, you know, the, was the, was the team practicing uh, were, and were they in Berea then? I mean, when they would have spring, uh, no, the, no, no, okay. no, they were at uh, Hiram college was their um, mm. home base. Then when I was older, they started practicing at Baldwin Wallace college. Mm. Um, but when I was a kid, no, Okay, now it's like Bree is like this big thing. Like you know, people. Yeah, now it's a mile from where I used to live. Yes. Oh wow. wow. Yeah, but not not then. Not when I was there. <laughs> well, excellent stories. Thank you for sharing. Um, if uh, so, just switching a little, kind of finishing up things here tonight. Um, you know, did you know segment some? Th- you know, we've been talking about these Browns tickets. Uh, the Browns rave they're going to the two free tickets to the Ravens game. And so I was doing some digging on that series. And unfortunately it's very depressing as a um, Browns fan in 48 tries, 48 attempts. The Brownies have only won 13 times and it took them until was it to the 2004 game Um that that was one of our trivia questions earlier in the week. So if you want to email the show, part of that trivia question was who was the quarterback that helped the Browns win that home opener in 2004 veteran quarterback that the team brought in for a year. Um, I know the answer. Yes. Please email the show at lsnetwork.gmail.com. Um, I'm surprised we won that many games. Yeah, isn't really. that so depressing, though? I mean, 13 times out of 48. I mean, that's just just depressing. Well, well considering yeah. how bad this team was after '99, that makes kind of perfect sense. I mean, what's their record been the last? I don't know, five years. It's improved. Uh, yeah, if you were to just look at it from that, yeah. That is very well, true. They should well, the, have beat them the Browns twice really, last year. They did beat them. What well, we beat them? They beat we they we beat them here, but we should yes. have won in Baltimore. 
you held Lamar Jackson to under 200 total offensive That's yards. Right. Campbell, the tight end, didn't have a catch. Right. And I think they got – I can't remember how many turnovers they got, and they still lost. Right. I, right. Oh, well. Well, we move on. And you either it's one not of easy you guys, being us. No. Is there anything you'd like to share tonight as far as did you know about Brown's uh, recent or, or history tonight? Either one of you. Steve, you got anything tonight? Um, well, uh, piggyback off the uh, trivia question. Yes. Uh, why did they call it the quarterback, the halfback, and the fullback? Because the quarterback was a quarter of the way past the line of scrimmage. The halfback was halfway back. And the fullback was all the way back. There you Boom. go. That's easy. Positional names. <laughs> football such an easy I've coached middle school boy. That's a really middle school football. That, I mean, it. it yeah, well, think about it. Think about it. That's why Jim Brown was a fullback. Right. Right. So what do you call no, it? I mean, all we don't really have a fullback. I mean, Chubb. Well, he would be considered a fullback, right? The way that he's positioned on the field. I mean, he's ten yards behind Deshaun Watson. Well, now you you know it's it's all different. Well, that would you know, be a, fullback, a tailback, a primary blocker. Well, but, I know he's a tailback. I'm just yeah, saying but you don't. Right. You know, it's just back then. That's how they thought of it. But well, they they had you know a lot of it was um, not you know they had the T formation of course, but yeah. they also ran the single wing. And so they had different ideas about who should throw the ball and who should. Well, the uh, single wing. So, Ellie, that was like when when Jim Brown was playing. I mean, didn't they run the single wing with him? And like that was like what I've no. read. No. Well, they might have run it, you know, on occasion, but that was not the uh, the uh, uh, primary. Uh, okay. Uh, I think more of Frank Gifford. Form- when I think of the same Pardon? Thing. Frank I Gifford. Think more of I think I think more of Frank Frank Gifford. Well, I don't know. I think the single wing really went out in the 1950s. (laughs) Okay. You know, about 1950, they probably discontinued it. But that's what they were running in like 1920, (laughs) you know. I mean, the idea was just you put, you know, you had what, eight, nine guys on the line? No, well. Well, no, no, no. You have to have the same number that they have now. But they had three guys behind the center. And the center would hike it to one of three guys, and you didn't know which of the three was going to get the ball. Yes, it's, a, it's just the wildcat formation, really. right? And you've seen it. I've seen that played out still in middle school. And, and I would say that it's tactically uh, sound. Even the the real problem with it is is that your quarterback is going to take hits, uh, yes. just like the you know your halfback, your nominal halfback, and yeah. nominal yeah. fullback, your two running backs. And the quarterback, they all get hit at some point right. uh, during the game. <clears throat> and so from a, a team-building standpoint, it doesn't make sense to do that. You can't have your expensive guy get hit like that. <laughs> you, you just can't do that. But no. but tactically, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah, yeah. Like the uh, It's like the wedge play in the old – Electric football games where you, you put right. players, yeah, yeah, the way you turn it on, they all go down the field. That's right. Yeah, that one is banned, but well, um, just some final thoughts here, Steve. You got any final thoughts before we part ways tonight? Uh, looking forward to the mandatory. Um, and when does that start again? I think it's next, it's next week, I think. Um, 
you said I think I've heard it's it's next week. So well, we should look you know, it up. Yeah, I thought you looked can, it up earlier, uh, Steve. What, I remember what did you say it was next week we started? The, is it the fifteenth? I, I thought it was. It, it might be. I don't know. I've been in okay. the mountains of North Carolina this week. That's a, that's so, much better place to be. Yes, it was. <laughs> it should be uh, but, interesting to see how you know with Miles Garrett who who missed out on the. Uh, uh, I don't care. <laughs> he's going to show up. But I will say, mandatory, and he's going to be just I, fine. <laughs> well, now Elliot, also, I, I'm, I, yeah. I'm interested to see okay. if they if they really do sign anybody past today yeah, uh, yeah. We'll mandatory minicamp is june 6 7 and 8 so it yeah, is next, next week, week. Okay. okay all right so cool yeah, I might go to that. so that's the 6 yeah. 7th and 8th next week and that's it that's for the man and then after that they take a break it's until training camp and, and they come they to come training camp a week training. earlier than uh, right. everybody them in the jets because and that starts in virginia or west virginia right, right? Greenbrier, where they have really good spas. Yeah, I've been wow. to the Greenbrier. That's an awesome place. Have you been there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You should you should go down there and greet everybody when they get there, and then you know offer you know <laughs> to help uh, you know Deshaun Watson needs to know where the uh, massage area is. You know. Oh, that's oh, a yeah. cheap shot. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, we don't go on that starts, cheap Elliot? shot. Come on, what, so are you Elliot. Go what kind of uh, how many stars do you give Greenbrier? Ooh. Oh, it's a five-star resort. There's no question about it. But, there you uh, go. I, I remember Only the, the best. The, yeah, a lot of the uh, the uh, people from the White House used to go there to play tennis and stuff. I mean, it's oh, nice. Yeah, it, it's. <clears throat> but I, I didn't. Okay. The university sent me there. I didn't pay for it myself. <laughs> That's nice, <laughs> guys. I really appreciate you being part of our show tonight. You know, again, uh, fans, uh, those of you who are listening or watching tonight, we appreciate you uh, tuning in, watching our fanatical elf show. We've got some great contributors here. Steve and Elliot are they both write? Um, you want to give out again, uh, Steve? Wh who do you write for right now? Who are some of the blogs? Uh, I have my own blog. I'm going to start probably later this month. My own podcast. I've uh, been a little busy. Yes. Uh, my blog is dogpoundsouth.net, and my blog is going to be called Dog Pound South. I'm oh. going to try and give a little perspective from someone who is not in Ohio or Cleveland, uh, you know, a little out of town, right. and someone who isn't influenced by the local media who, who tend to go on their own uh, vendettas, like uh, while, how bad Miles Garrett is because he didn't show up for voluntary OTAs. I mean, you know, guy's got a bad toe from that fake Pro Bowl thing where, you know, you know, next year you darn next year you won't participate in the sack race. Darn. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, and I still write for uh <laughs> clevelandsporttalk.com. Yeah, and I really want to again, I've been giving shout outs to Cleveland Sports Talk. Um they've been really supportive in helping us get our uh, podcast out there and in social media world. So we want to thank them and Zach who helped run that. So Elliot, you want to share out a little bit again, who do you write for and where, where can people find you? Oh, I write for uh, dog pound daily, mainly a few other places, but uh, just as freelance, I just wanted to say also that uh, miles Garrett does not have $1 guaranteed on his contract next season. And I think he's, he's sending a message to the front office in the front office 
Mm, is interesting. Listening. I did not know that. Look at Elliot. Yeah, Elliot mentioned that on the. I see Elliot's coming with the information all the time. I there love he it. Goes. This is what you get on the Fanatical Elves Network. We again, fans, we appreciate you tuning in. Please spread the word. Share this uh, podcast. These guys are great. And uh, please come back and listen to our show and answer the trivia question. Send us your answers to the Elves Network at gmail.com. Please. Yeah, right. Send us your questions. We'll answer oh, them on the yeah. air. Yeah, yes, we, got we will. Yes, send us questions. We would love to answer those questions. We love to answer. We'd like that. to interact with you, your fellow Browns fans. Come on. Way to go there, Elliot. All right, guys, have a great thank you, Steve. Uh, much thanks, everybody. Have a good night. And, again, this is the Fanatical Elves Show. See you next time. Go Browns. Go Browns. Woof, woof, woof. woof.